social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Because if you're social, then you really should be tweeting less. If you're social, then you really could be leading less. You can't have what people say it's so mysterious. Because you're social, you're a leader and you're serious. Now, Carrie Kerpin. Welcome back to another episode of All the Social Ladies. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and today it's actually ridiculous, my level of excitement for this person, because I met her at an event, and it was an immediate love fest, and knew that she was like a sister from another mister. So I'm quite excited to introduce today, that's my Uber official intro, for Vera Sweeney, who is a mom, a blogger, social media influencer, and founder of I'm Not Obsessed Media, along with many, many other things. She's got lifestyle and parenting brands, which help busy women stay on top of the latest trends in fashion, food, family, and travel. My love of her began from reading Lady in the Blog, her amazing blog, but she's got about a million other things that we can talk about today. And I am just so thrilled to introduce Vera Sweeney. Welcome to the show, Vera. Thank you. I want you to introduce me everywhere I go. I, I just want to take you with me and be like, just go in there ahead of time and tell them I'm here. I think this could be my official new job. I could just follow <laughs> you around and intro yes. you. Every event, everywhere you go, you just bring me with you and I'll just be like, here you go. I just need to tell you all the reasons this woman is amazing. Correct. Because you likeable. are. I you, mean, forget about that. I mean, oh. who, I, come on. Who needs likable? That's no. it. That's it. I'm Please. just coming to work for you. I love it. I love it. Well, I remember when we were at that event, and I remember you were telling your story and just sharing some of your insights about being a blogger and about how you kind of grew your following. And I just remembered hearing, like, it was so funny because we were on this panel together, and I was talking about, you know, likable and clients and this stuff. And you go, you start speaking, and there's, like, audible gasps because it's, like, all, it's so aspirational and inspirational to hear you talk for any woman who is looking to kind of carve their own path. And that that was something that I saw. So I'll continue to intro you. By telling you how amazing you are um, in person as well as well as an interview. So, tell us a little bit about how you got to be where you are. Like, how how did you come into this space? Well, uh, you know, I, I was a business consultant as my primary job coming out of college. So I, I worked for Accenture and I worked for Ernst & Young. I did front-end design. I was sort of in that realm. So I I was the websites weren't really foreign to me. I just yep. wasn't a, a writer. I. I basically built them. But when I became pregnant and I, you know, and I had my, my first child, it was always understood that I would become a stay at home mom. I mean, my husband and I said that from the very beginning that I was going to stay home and raise the children, but you know, I'm very type a, Mm -hmm. and I'm very, um, you know, I, I, I'm not a person that could sit still and I, I just needed something of my own. I needed something to do. And so after only three months of me staying home, I sort of just needed to create something that was my own that I can focus on and put my energy towards like during those down times, which was a lot in the beginning, babe, you know, right. newborns sleep a lot during yep. the day. And so um, I was just watching TV, and there was some show about um, celebrity gossip <laughs> and um, and blogs. And I was like, "What is a blog? I never heard of this. This is 2005." 
And so I jotted down all the names that, that um, they had said, and I ran upstairs to my computer, and I, and I, and I typed them all in, and, and I was like, I could build this. This is a joke because it was all HTML back then. Right. And so I just called my husband up, who was still working at Accenture at the time, and I was like, guess what? I'm a blogger. <laughs> uh, dinner's not going to be ready because I'm busy. And sort of like that, that's how it ran. And it was this big joke in the beginning because obviously nobody was going to my website. Right. But back then there weren't – and it, there wasn't a lot of people doing it. So fairly quickly, I, I was able to capture an audience and, and they stayed with me because there wasn't a, there weren't a lot of options. Right. So I, out of luck, truly yep. jumped in at the right time. And, and yes, blood, sweat, and tears. Yes, dedication and commitment. I'm not going to minimize my effort, but luck because of timing. If I got pregnant with my first child today, I would have never been able to take I'm not obsessed where I took it from to, you know from 2005. I I recognize that. You know, it was it really was timing. And uh you know, that site was getting 7 million hits a month back then. Not 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 anymore because now People Magazine, Star Magazine, right. all, the, all the magazines have their own blog. So now it's very saturated, and you know there's just a billion people doing what I do now. Right. But back then there really wasn't that many people, so I, I did have a nice little percentage of the market coming to my site, and it was amazing. I and can... then um, in 2009, mommy blogging became very popular. Okay. And so I sort of veered off, and I said, well, I'm a mom, I blog, what, what, what is this about? Like, what, what, what are we talking about here? Why is this so different? And then I took a personal sort of shift, and I started Lady in the Blog, and that sort of became my hub for talking about my kids and talking about my clothes and fashion and uh, travel, like where, where are we going on vacation, and it became uh, an extension of myself as opposed to I'm not obsessed, which was very very specific and niche like it was only about gossip this became only about me and my family and our and our like interests and so how did you grow that was it just from writing great content or was it timing what what grew lady in the blog i think lady in the blog i was really lucky because for the last four years i have built my pr relationships with i'm not obsessed so i had a lot of beauty and fashion contacts because everybody was emailing me saying hey you know, Paris Hilton's wearing this Revlon red lipstick. Can you please credit me? And then what I would do is I would just write back and say, hey, Revlon, guess what? Can you please add me to your distribution list for this blog as well? And so it was really easy for me to get that name out to all the people that were already reaching out to me for my, my original blog. I just wrote back to them and, and put a new website sort of on their radar, and, and that's sort of how it expanded. And also in the very beginning, I, I started a group of New York bloggers. Um, I had met a couple of people through um, meetings and, and invitations from events from and local in the city. And I said, why don't we just share contacts for a while? We're all sort of new in this world. You know, if you get a contact, if JetBlue reaches out to you, just forward it to the group. I started like a Yahoo group or something. I said, forward it to this you know, distribution list and yeah. that way we'll all get it. And then we'll all get to email that person and ask them to add us to their blogger list. And I did that for about a year with four or five people. And, and after doing that for a year, you get on everybody's list. And the good thing about PR is, you know, four years is, is a really long time for yes. any PR person to stay in, in their position. So everybody's moving around. 
So your name stays with that current position, and then that person moves to another agency, and then your name goes with them to that new agency. So, you know, in a, and I've, I've been blogging since 2005, so look at how many turnovers I've been able to go through. So I feel like my name is everywhere now. Yeah. So your reputation was just able to grow that way. You know, I think it's so interesting what you said about timing, because for me, just to share my own personal experience, I had that same experience because we were so early into the social media agency space where absolutely nobody was doing it. Like, who would you hire? Who would a large company hire to do their community management, their content, that kind of stuff? We were very, very early into that space as well. So I know exactly what you mean about when you start something and it's really luck and then it's really a lot of the hard work that builds off of that. But the timing, right. the timing is really, really everything, I think. I, yeah, I really do. I do believe that wholeheartedly. So what do you say now to people who are aspiring to be either mommy bloggers or lifestyle bloggers or fashion bloggers in this crowded space? Is this a time, if you're to get into it, what would differentiate you? How, how, how could you get into it at this stage of the game? Or is it too late? So I think anybody can be a blogger, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I definitely think that there shouldn't be something stopping someone if they want to open up a blog and express themselves. Will they turn around and be able to make a full-time living off of the blog? I I don't know. It depends. I mean, a lot of people, it depends on how much time and effort are that they're going to put into it. Are they really great for, you know, they take really great photos. Um, Exactly what you said. What's their angle? What makes them so different than the other 8 million women out Mm -hmm. there that are doing fashion blogs these days? Like what, what makes you so special? Um, A lot, you know, there's a, there's a lot of articles going on around right now that it's just like, hey, by the way, just because you start a blog doesn't mean that you're going to earn six figures, yes. you know, yeah. year one. So yeah. please, like, stop assuming that. Uh, and I think that is a horrible assumption. I, I don't know why people think that's so easy. It, it's not so easy to get to that point. That takes – and, by the way, maybe – Four percent of the of the blogging community yep. gets to that point. That's yep. not that's not a that's not a normal uh, amount of money that people make. I mean, and we a lot of people talk in behind Facebook groups and and people that I think should be earning that much money even aren't earning that money, and that's very surprising to me. So um, anybody can start a blog it, it, to do it as a hobby, to do it to earn a little bit of income to help you get along your way. I, I don't think nothing should stop that. But if you're really trying to make this your full-time position, then then you have to be talking 60 hours, 60 hours. I mean, I, I work all day, yep. and I work all weekend. And if yep. you email me at 10.30 at night, you'll get a response from 10.31. I mean, this is, this is my entire life. I'm on vacation. I'm working on vacation, too. And I don't think that people see that side. So um, it's a much harder side to think of because your life becomes your work, right? I right. mean, that's, and that's all what they it's see all about. Is me on a cruise, and I'm right. like, do you know how hard it took me to to get this gig? Like, this is not something that's so simple. Like, this is years and years of proving myself as someone who a company can trust to to give this opportunity to because they know that I'm going to provide the social reach during the cruise and they know that I'm going to give the posts and the videos and you know they understand this relationship I built this relationship out it's not just hey here's my URL 
let's get this party started. Right, like this right. Is, this is 11 years of me doing past gigs with past clients, and I sort of, I think people, you know, they forget that. Um, and that's, that's, that's a, it's, you know, with any job, it's not just blogging. I mean, it's not, and, and it's, it's with any job, you sort of have to prove yourself, but anybody should blog. I mean, every person in my family has a blog, my aunt, <laughs> my mother, my first cousin. I mean, everyone definitely is a blogger. It's sort of, it, I feel like nowadays it's like a rite of passage. Like once you get my, my two children have blogs. I know. I saw. Yeah. I, I mean, love just, that. It's like, it's just part of life now. You know, it's just like the, it's like an online diary. It, but I, it just I, is what it is. I think what you're saying though, is that the difference between having a blog and being a blogger who monetizes, right, is the willingness and desire to put in a massive amount of long-term hard work, that it's not something that just happens overnight, that, oh, here you go, here's a six-figure income from blogging. It's about building that audience, building the connections, building the contacts, and and really putting the hard work in is what what I'm hearing from you. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolutely. So the the whole—one of the things that you mentioned that I— I actually see a lot in different industries is like a lot of um, uh, like looking at each other within the industry and saying, oh, um, she has this. Why don't I have this? Or, you know, things like that. You mentioned like people looking at you on a on a cruise or on any of those things. Can you talk to me a little bit about like the blogger community? Is it of like of a workspace? Like, is it a supportive community? Is it a dysfunctional community? Like how how does it work? Like the the community of bloggers as a whole? You know, I I I tend to keep my circles small. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that I, I I have a group of women that I find to be very. Uh, I look up to them completely. I their business model, their websites, their the the what they put out, their product. I mean, they're just simply amazing. And those are the people that I like to surround myself with because I look at what they put out and I'm and I and I aspire to to have their work ethic, so to speak. So, yeah. so the people that I surround myself with, I, I, there is no drama. There is no, uh, you know, we, we are, we're just full of support and unicorns and like, like <laughs> pixie dust and all of that. Like it is a really serious community of women who this is not fun and games. We're all like, we're all seriously doing this for a living. Yeah. And this is what I learned. And here's some SEO tip and everybody should watch this Ted talk. And this is like the conversations that we're having together. Right. Yep. I'm sure that if you expand that reach out and you take it further beyond my little core circle of friends, you will find other types of bloggers with, but that's in any industry. I don't think it's specific to just Correct. the blogging industry. Correct. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes when I get something, I get messages saying, well, can, can you give me that person's information? I want to do that too. And, and then that becomes awkward because yes. you have like five people asking for a PR company's contact and how, you know, you don't want to start just passing around people's names because that's a little unprofessional too. Um, so, I mean, it exists, but it, it, in my realm, I, it's, it's not to the, it's a, it doesn't bother me so much. I have to really be honest with you. I don't have a lot of drama in my day to day because I feel like I'm so heads down. Yes. You're just so focused on the work. I am. I, yep. I don't, even when I go to conferences, like I don't even, not that I don't spend a lot of time, um, you know, hanging out because I do spend time with my friends, but I, I'm like back to back appointments. Like I, if I'm doing something, I'm doing something to better my business. 
and I and I and the people that I am with, like my my friends that I am with within this community, were all sort of uh, like minded. I would say awesome. So tell me a little bit about we as brands, and there are lots of brands listening and lots of agencies listening. And so when you're when you're pitching bloggers or when you want to partner. Can you give some advice for some of those either PR agencies or brands that are looking to partner? What is the best way to approach bloggers and what are they looking for? And and just give us like a little bit of an overview of that, because I know you gave some great advice on that at the um, the session we were at together. And I thought that was really eye opening. You know, I think it really depends on the type of blog, the the type of campaign that you're going after. So, if you're just looking for numbers, like you just want to say, "We got your product on a hundred blogs," then it doesn't really matter, I guess, the quality of bloggers. So you don't really have to offer a substantial amount of money. So maybe you can just offer offer product. It really depends on. Um, what type of blog you're going after that to determine what compensation should be. But if you're going after a blogger that's sort of seasoned and has been around a while, I don't think, um, you know, in exchange for product or something like that, I don't think those campaigns really make sense anymore because, like, for instance, I'm, I can't speak for everybody. So for me, I have a certain rate, let's say, for example. And, right. and I keep that rate high because I want to deter a lot of sponsored content. Right. So if I keep it high, then some people will say, okay, that's a little bit out of, out of my price range. Thank you so much. And then they'll move on. And then that will not um, water down my blog with right. one sponsored post after the next, after the next. And and then that helps me and helps my readers not, like, hate me because all I'm doing is talking about, you know, mayonnaise and tampons or things that I would <laughs> never talk about normally. All of a sudden, because I got paid for it, I'm talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly. I like, to, I like to keep it to a point where it's more me speaking from the heart than sponsored content. So my rate is X amount because I know for a fact it will deter people from working with me. And I know that sounds weird because I should be taking every dollar that comes in, but I don't want to. I don't want to take every dollar that comes in. I want to take money that makes sense, that stories that make sense for, for my story, and then at a certain rate so that it only so many can come in a month. I think that makes total sense because otherwise it compromises the content yes. of the blog. Yes. So that's, that, and that's that's and 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 it's and it's not offensive. To, and I'm not offended. Like I'm not offended if you can't meet me, and and you're not offended if I can't. You know, it, it's it's business. Like right. you can't give my my reach. Okay, great, no problem. Next time we'll work together. Next time I'm. You know, it's not nobody. You know, it's not a big deal to me if the campaign doesn't work out. You know. Other bloggers are are different. Maybe somebody else can will take it for less. It all depends on what the what the brand's goal is. And Vera, and how I do think, you determine the quality of the blog? Uh, there, I assume there are things beyond just traffic, right? How do you determine that you're working with like a great blogger with integrity? I mean, I think you have to look at the quality of their past posts. Yep. Are they a, a copy and repeat press release kind of person? Yep. Um, you know, do they do they take the the time and the effort to 
to take the story and to personalize it and to take maybe their is I don't know if it's a family product, but is their family involved in it? I don't know what the story is. Yeah. I, I can't whip it up, but you know what I'm saying. Like, are they are they making it personalized and are they able? Are they in the story? I mean, is it because it, if it's something that's sponsored, I'd like to be in it. If they're if they're hiring yeah. me, then that means they want something to do with me. So typically, if I'm getting hired for some sort of sponsored post, then I'm then I try to put myself into the story. So, you know, are are those bloggers, are the people that you're hiring doing the same thing? Um, are they trying to use their social to share and amplify this, the story? Are they going on Twitter and, and tweeting the, the message out? Are they able to enhance the story by adding video content or by doing a Twitter party or, you know, post a couple of Instagram photos? Because these are all different audiences. And I truly believe that. So my audience on, on YouTube, they don't go to my blog. So I have like almost, I think I have 9,500 subscribers on YouTube, let's say. That's 9,500 subscribers that don't access ladyontheblog.com. Yep. So if I post a video on YouTube that I can embed on my blog, that's 9,500 extra people that are getting to see your message. Um, you know, and... There, there's just so many different ways that you can just amplify that story. You have to make sure that the blogger is willing to do those sort of things. I love that. I think, first of all, those are great tips. for any. I know for my agency, I want to immediately go back and be like, listen, are you doing this? I want to make sure you're doing this because they're just so great and practical in terms of really being able to clearly evaluate um, just beyond the traffic numbers. Because I know that in, in PR and in social in general, you're always looking for just beyond the number to find the right type of person. And I, I I think that's that's really key. You talked about uh, social media and talked about using different platforms. Can you tell me a little bit about how some of those networks, how you use some of those networks and how they help also grow your blog presence? Um, well, I think what I'm trying to do with Twitter, well, Twitter I feel like is is the will never go away. I feel like Twitter is, is I mean, you watch television and they yes. have hashtags yes. for you know, Sharknado, the second one. That's like the hashtag that you see as you're watching. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming everybody watched Sharknado, the Obviously. second one. It wasn't just me. No, um, not just so, you. So, you know, Twitter's everywhere. So when you're when you're trying to promote a story, like, uh, you know, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy over the weekend, let's say, for example. Now, I work a lot with Disney, and Disney, take, you know, I, I get invited to go to L.A. to go to press junkets for previews for some of their movies. I, I just recently went to the Maleficent one. Hello, I already saw your moment when you met Angelina. Uh, please, Angelina. I was like, hi, I love you. Wait, did you want to faint, though, when you saw her face? Because like, I feel like I would want to faint from her gorgeousness. Well, they they had us, like, a little bit nervous before she came in. They did. You know, like, somebody came in, and they were like, no questions about bread. Don't, don't you dare ask about her kids. Keep it oh. very up to the movie. And, oh. and, like, they were, like, screaming at us. And we were like, what? Like, we were all like, what's going on? Like, why are we getting yelled at? And then she walked in, and she was like, hello. Oh. And she was, like, all friendly. And we were like, what just happened? Like, nobody knew. Like, it was like, an, it was like, it was like weird. Like, her PR people were, like, really crazy. And then she came in, and she was nothing like her PR people. And then she started talking about Brad and her children oh. and all, and her cancer. And, and, like, she started talking about everything that her PR people said not to talk about. 
and we were like, "You're, I you're a tell person." You know, your PR person just said before he, you walked into the room, but like nobody did, of course. No, of course. But so yeah, so that the first moments of meeting her, we were all a little shell shocked because of what because of what oh happened three God. seconds before she walked in. I can't believe that in my mind right now, you and Angelina BFF. Like that's I, oh, it. Please, your best was, friends. When, if I see her again, yep. We, I'm going to be like, do you re- remember me? You'd be like, hey, hey, Ange. Hey, hey, girl. I'm going to be like, hey, Angie. Yeah. Well, speaking about best friends, I know also you work very, very closely with your BFF, Audrey McClelland, correct? Yes, yes. Wonderful. Yes. We, yeah, we, we do a lot together, actually. So how is it working with your BFF? It's fabulous. I mean, we, we actually started getting gorgeous the day we met. Which is so bizarre because, you know, I came home and I was like, hey, I started an LLC with this girl, Audrey. My husband's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what do you mean? You, you did what? I was like, yeah, it was great. We have a great idea. I love it. Um, yeah, she, you know, she, we, we met and she said she had this really great idea about, um, you know, moms basically sort of stop taking care of themselves after they have babies. Totally. And, you know, she said we pretty much didn't look like we did that. And what that when we first met, <laughs> the jo- the running joke was everybody, we were, in, we were at a conference and we both had on tank tops and jeans. I mean, and maybe I had a, a, a necklace on. Okay. And people kept coming up to me and going, oh my gosh, you look so put together. Why, why are you so put together? And I was like, I'm in a tank top and flip-flops. Like, I don't know what everyone's talking about. And they were doing the same thing to her. And she was like, I think we need to start like a... a something there. Something together to, to remind people to start taking care of themselves again and put themselves back on the list, right. so to speak. Like, it's important for moms to remember that they're important, too. And so getting gorgeous sort of manifested right there where we would have a day of pampering for bloggers while they can have sort of a meet and greet with sponsors in the room. And then it became this whole like annual thing. And I don't know, we've done, I don't know how many of them. Like, I we love started it. in 2009. I can't do fast math. I love But anyway, so we started doing those and then it, it sort of transitioned off into we do like five or six Twitter parties a month and we do, um, sponsored content together we do something called digital dish which we get together and we do webisodes once a month and we have like this little like tv show on youtube where we we talk about our favorite things it could be about cooking it could be about um digital tips like what's the best instagram filters to use etc it's anything we want to talk about but basically anything we do moving forward we sell each other in I love because it. we like doing partnerships. So like we're going to ABC Expo together and we're working with Motorola. I love um, it. We, we like to try to make sure that we're both in on the gig. We're doing something with Land's End. And, you know, it, it, it came to both of us. A request came to both of us, but we sent it. We have a, a mutual agent. Yep. And we sent it to him and said, see how you can tie this in, that we can both do this together somehow. So we're always trying to make sure that we're aligned together because, Together, I feel like when you combine our stats, it, it's so Stronger much more than powerful apart. than yep. when we're doing it separately. You I know, it, it. it just makes so much sense. But together, when we do Twitter parties, we have over 90,000 followers. So right. why wouldn't we do a Twitter party of together? Of course. Of course. Right. So that's, that's why we, we sort of always make sure that we're trying to do everything um, well, as a team. Well, to me, it sounds like a whole lot of really fabulous hard work, (laughs) like that it all is amazing and incredible, but that it's a lot of hard work. And I'm just so impressed 
by what you've done and what you've been able to build. And I also think what one of the things I think you've done is really figured out how to scale some of it, taking it beyond just your own single blog and, and parlay into events and all of these upcoming things that you have going on. It's really incredible. You have the Fashion Forward Conference coming up, correct? Yeah, that's that's actually another thing that we do. That that we have another part, partner, Nicole Feliciano from Mom Trends, and um, that is that is a, that's actually a really fun day because we used to have it during Fashion Week, but it, it gets a little chaotic when you're trying to get the fashion bloggers to come to your event during Fashion Week because they're skipping from yes. one show to the next. Yes, and so we said, you know what, let's just push it back. So it's our third annual. Um, it's going to be September 30th in New York City, and basically that's a full day of, um, there's like informative panels, there's fashion shows, there's one for the adults and one for kids, and then there's like an oh. expo for people again to meet and greet. It's so much fun. Well, clearly I, mean, I need it, to it's come. A, it's one of my favorite events to go to and to put on because it, there's so many things going on. And it's just a, it's like nine to three. It's jam packed, and it's just another one of those great days where where bloggers should just come in, build relationships with brands, and they can then leave and work, you know, work on sponsored content with Beyond Us. But then they also have a great time watching a fashion show. I mean, it's amazing. It's, why not? You know, amazing. Yeah, it's really, really impressive. All of this that you've really put together, and so I only have one final comment slash question for you, which is, you know, you know, my all fa- all time favorite blog post that you've ever written is all about having having the third the top the top reasons to have a third baby, which is my number one favorite blog post that you've ever written. So Aww. you it's, you know it's my favorite because I, I have the that. two, and I'm always on the fence, and I'm like, well, if Vera Sweeney says it's so, then I guess it's so. Let's see. So you. Have- Number one is if it's if you're on the fence, then do it. See, that's the thing. I know you did say that. I read it. If you're on the fence, then do it. All right. I think you can apply that to a lot of things in life, right? If you're okay. on the fence, do it. Uh, why not? You'll regret not doing it. You won't regret doing it. Like sky jumping, unless you die. I mean, let's just, <laughs> let's not get so negative. But like, if you do it, you'll you you'll never regret doing it. Right. Right. I mean, you just do it. You have to do it. You'll regret, you'll be eighty and you'll be like, I'm so upset that I didn't have that third kid. I love it. I love it. So that's my my advice that I wanted the world to take away from you, VR Sweeney. When on the fence, just do it. I love and it. And then and then I hope nine months from now we have like this massive baby boom in we, the United States. We of better. All all the social ladies will be having all the social babies. <laughs> I love okay. it. I love it. All tie back to this podcast. I love it. Okay, so we're gonna check you out at Lady in the Blog, right? And we should also follow you, right? At Vera Sweeney. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, let's all follow Vera Sweeney because she's the coolest ever and I love her. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Awesome. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com.